It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at 1400ESPN.net and podcasts at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our ESPN 1400 studios in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, on this Monday, August 9th, 2021. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight after taking last week off We'll be with you every Monday night from now into the foreseeable future. Coming up at 6.15, we'll talk Sweagles hockey with their head coach, Doug LaProd, as the Sweagles had their tryout camp this past weekend at Big Bear Arena. So we'll hear from Coach LaProd on how that transpired down at the Big Bear and plans for the upcoming season. Coming up at 6.30, we'll talk to co-host of the game here on ESPN 1400 and host of the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, David McKeg Jr., to talk about what's going on in the NOJHL, along with other sports-related topics. 6.45, we'll be joined by co-host of our show and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis, who will get us up-to-date on everything going on in the Metro Detroit sports world. And Butch will be with us for the second hour of the show, Roundtable where we talk about everything going on in the world of sports. Well, we do have some local sports to cover here in this first segment as, well, a couple teams that play summer ball wrapped up their seasons over the past couple weeks, including the EUP Wood Ducks as they participated in the American Legion Class A State Tournament. The Wood Ducks made it to the third place game before bowing out of Zone 5's UP Baseball Tourney. The Wood Ducks finished 3-3 three and three at zone competition and capped the season with a 17-7 and seven record. The Wood, du- Wood Ducks rather dropped a 5-4 decision against Menominee in the zone opener last Friday in Gladstone. Among the highlights of that game, E.J. Suggett hit a three-run home run for the Wood Ducks. Wood Ducks would win the next their next game rather as they defeated Gladstone by the score of 14 to 9. Garrett Gorsuch collected the pitching victory while Vinny Feebles and Dalton Graham, they were the team leaders on offense. Graham hit a three-run double that gave the Ducks a 9-8 lead in the 5th inning. In a rematch with Gladstone the next day, the Wood Ducks would win a one nothing decision as E.J. Suggett collected the win on the mound for the Wood Ducks, and they won that game in a walk-off fashion, scoring the only run of the game in the bottom of the seventh inning as Vinny Feebles hit a leadoff double and advanced to third on a sacrifice bunt, and then Avery Wilson had a ground ball on in the infield that scored Feebles for the Wood Ducks win. Later that Saturday, the Wood Ducks would fall to or rather, they would defeat Iron Mountain by the score of 7-2. to two. And in the semifinals, the Marquette Blues defeated the Wood Ducks 13-2. to two. Marquette went on to defeat Menominee in the championship game. 
The Wood Ducks led six to nothing in their third place game against Comper Country, but couldn't hold on and would fall to defeat. So a very good season for the Wood Ducks, and that ends the baseball season here in the EUP. The Sioux Legacies 14 and under 14 and under softball team, they wrapped up their season this past weekend at the Sheboygan tournament as they went one, one, and one in pool play, and then one and one in bracket competition, making it to the semifinals of the tournament. In the tourney opener, the legacies were shut out by Northern Michigan Storm eight to nothing. The legacies would tie Traverse City in their next game at three to three. In game three, Presque Isle defeated the legacies by the score of eight to seven. And so the Legacies, with their 1-1 one and one record, finished second in their five-team pool and moved on to bracket play. The Legacies would beat the Fanatics 2-1 to one to start the bracket competition and then fell 8-2 to two against the host Sheboygan Chaos team as the Sioux Legacies finished their tournament season 10-10-1 this summer. Dalen Lujan of Sault Ste. Marie broke the strongest man contest record at the UP All-Star football game in their skills challenge. Lujan completed 23 reps in the 225-pound bench press, which earned him the top place all-time in the non-lineman division. He beat the previous record, uh, which was set in 2013 by fellow Sioux All-Star Kyle Root, and tied the record set by John Paramsky of Newberry. Lujan, six foot, 221 pound linebacker, he is committed to St. Norbert College to play football this fall. Well, today is the day the fall sports season in high school sports has begun as teams participating in all nine sports for which the Michigan High School Athletic Association sponsors postseason tournaments featuring more than 100,000 student athletes statewide were allowed to begin practice today and with a return to traditional schedules and the MHSAA tournament formats after COVID-19 resulted in various adjustments for the fall 2020 season. Postseason competition in cross-country, football, golf, tennis, and swimming and diving will revert to their customary formats this season with all fall sports scheduled based on their traditional calendars other than beginning practice with a common start date for the first time. At the time of this release from the MHSAA, there are no COVID-19-related state-ordered restrictions regarding school sports for either athletes or spectators from either the MHSAA or the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. County health departments and local school districts may institute restrictions for venues in their arenas and teams traveling to those schools and venues must follow local mandates. For most of the MHSA's modern history, football teams had begun practice Monday, the first week of the preseason, followed by rest of fall teams two days later. A 2019 rule change allowed a few more sports to begin on Monday, and that includes high school football. And so the common start date for all fall practices are today. And football teams still must have 12 days of preseason practice at all levels before their first game over a period of 16 calendar days before the first kickoff with the varsity games this fall scheduled for August 26th and the weekend of August 27th and 28th. So we are only just a few weeks away from the beginning of high school football in the Eastern Upper Peninsula, along with volleyball, cross country, and boys soccer. Week one of high school 
school football and 11-player football, which just has two teams in the EUP, sees two of those schools face each other as Suhai will open their season as they will be at St. Ignace on August 27th. You can hear that game along with all Suhai Blue Devil Athletics over on our sister station, 1230 WSO with Dave Watson. Again, the Suhai Blue Devils will open up a play at St. Ignace on August 27th. Week one in eight-player football sees the first game of our EUP game of the week over on Country 105 with Matt Pocket as Pickford will take on Gaylord St. Mary's that game on August 27th. Cedarville Detour, co-opting again this year in football, along with all sports, will be at Munising on August 27th, while Brimley is at Newberry, that game also on August 27th, while Ingadine will host Ironwood. Rudyard will begin their season on August 28th with an afternoon home game against Superior Central. So we are almost there. High school football will begin in a matter of weeks. It's funny how quickly the summer goes by. Once the 4th of July hits, it seems like, boom, we're into high school football practice, volleyball, cross-country, boys' soccer, and we will be covering it all once again this season right here on the game and also coming up later in August over on 1230 WSO Coach's Corner. We'll resume with Dave Watson. You can hear that show Saturdays at 11.05. Well, the Sioux Eagles and Sioux Thunderbirds both had their tryout camps this past weekend. We'll talk to head coach Doug LaProd about how the Sioux Eagles camp went. The Sioux Thunderbirds held their camp over at the John Rhodes Community Center. And uh, they have a pretty stacked lineup once again as the forward situation for the club sees six players returning from the 2020-2021 roster and nine players already signed for the upcoming season. Uh, Includes Tyson Doucette along with Michael Chaffee and Brock Santa Maria. The summer also saw the Thunderbirds add Sioux native Cole Della Roseville in a trade with the NLJHL's Espanola Express. And the Sioux Eagles and Sioux Thunderbirds, they are set to tangle in the opening game of the 2021-22 NOJHL season as they are slated to meet to resume the border batter, battle rather at Polar Stadium. And you can hear all Sioux Eagles home games all season long right here on your home for the Eagles, ESPN 1400 with yours truly. We're hoping to get Larry Pazabon back on a color commentary, of course, that all depends on the border situation. And today was the first day that Americans could go over to Canada to travel and do what they do in Canada. U.S. borders still closed till at least August 21st. So still lots of unknowns, but we'll keep you posted right here on the game as far as any developments with the border situation, the NOJHL, the OHL and such. Well, former Sioux Greyhounds continue to sign contracts in NHL free agency as this past week, former Greyhound Michael Bunting, Bunting rather signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Last Saturday, former Greyhound Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish each signed three-year deals with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Other signings of former Sioux Greyhounds include Brendan Perlini, actually, he's not a former Greyhound, but a player from Sault Ste. Marie, as he signed a one-year contract with the Edmonton Oilers. Also, the Edmonton Oilers signed former Sioux Greyhounds defenseman Darnell Nurse to an eight-year contract extension. How about this contract? Average annual value of just over $9 million, so Darnell Nurse 
who had a very successful career with the Sioux Greyhounds. Well, he is signed for a long time with the Edmonton Oilers. And Sioux native Blake Spears, former Sioux Greyhound, he has signed a one-year two-way contract with the Arizona Coyotes. Laker Athletics, uh, the Laker volleyball team, uh, has their schedule that has been released. And they will open up play on Friday, September 3rd and Saturday, September 4th. In Houghton, as they will be taking part in the Michigan Tech Tournament, they'll open up against Concordia St. Paul Friday, September 3rd at 9.30, and then play Minnesota Duluth that same day at 5. Then a pair of games on Saturday against St. Cloud State and Minnesota State. They will also be in a tournament the following weekend, September 10th and 11th in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and then they'll start league play. Their first home matches are set for September 24th against Michigan Tech and September 25th against Northern Michigan. And the CCHA, they have announced their full schedule. The full slate of games will start for league competition on August October 2nd and will conclude with the NCAA National Championship game on Saturday, April 9th, 2022 in Boston, Massachusetts. I was just there. We'll be talking more about that later on. Of note, Minnesota State will play the most games this season, 36, while Lake State, they will play the second most games at 35, and Laker hockey will begin on October 2nd and 3rd as they will travel to Nebraska-Omaha And the home openers for Laker hockey will be on October 15th and 16th against the newest team in the CCHA, the St. Thomas Tommies. That's your local sports update, but we're not done with the local sports. We're going to take a break. and we come back, we're going to talk Sioux Eagles hockey once again with their head coach, Doug LaProd. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest, main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your cooling bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at ombloans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured equal housing lender. Summer, the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face. Don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year. Rely on the experts at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Their highly skilled technicians can help. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service takes pride in their work, and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of reliance. 
liability down the road. Call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with Paul and the gang today. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75, exit 373 Rudyard, Michigan. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owners agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 617 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Coming up around 630, we'll talk Sioux Ontario sports with co-host David McKeg Jr., host of the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario. Joining us now, once again, as we talked to him a couple weeks ago before the Sioux Eagles main tryout camp, which happened this past weekend at the Big Bear Arena, head coach of the Sioux Eagles, Doug LaProd, joining us once again on the game. Coach, appreciate you coming back and talking Sioux Eagles hockey, and welcome back to the game. Hey, thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Well, Doug, uh, when we talked a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the Sioux Eagles holding their main tryout camp this weekend at Big Bear Arena. Uh, by all accounts, it looks like a very successful camp once again for the Sioux Eagles. I got a chance to catch a little bit of the action on Sunday coming back from vacation. Uh, just give our listeners an idea on how the camp went, if you can tell us anything about uh, players uh, that are committed, signed, uh, and just overall how things went for the Eagles. Uh, the camp went fantastic. We had uh, a great turnout. Uh, the previous two camps we've had in uh, Petoskey and then in Chicago, we were able to uh, really look at some really good prospects and good kids that we um, maybe, especially the Chicago camp, maybe would have never uh, been able to see in the past. Um, <clears throat> so they came here this weekend. They, it was a great uh, weekend of hockey. They skated hard. It was good competition. Um, we came away with about 28 kids uh, at the moment that uh, we're going to invite back to uh, to our training camp uh, end of August. How many players uh, were part of the camp overall, Doug? And you know, from a coaching perspective, obviously not everybody that tries out can make it. Uh, what are some of the things that you and Bruno and your other uh, coaches that help out uh, in in a camp like that? What are some of the the things that you look for as far as what you want in your players for the upcoming season? Well, you know, obviously a team has to be a team. There has to be different part, parts of that team. So obviously you're looking for some talent and skill and scoring. And then you're looking for some grit, you know, so you can't have a, you can't have 20 guys that are all uh, goal scorers and you can't have 20 guys that are all, you know, grit guys. So you, you got to have a good combo of both. Um, and I really feel like we have uh, accomplished that uh, in this, uh, this past camp. Um, and, you know, we, we have some really good hockey players on this team and, and, and unfortunately for the kids, and I guess maybe good problem to have for us, we, we had to cut some really good hockey players. Um 
So uh, not excited for those kids, obviously, but for us, we, you know, we um, are excited for the depth that we have on our team right now. Doug LaProd joining us on the game, head coach of the Sioux Eagles. And Doug, for our Sioux Eagles fans that are listening tonight, uh, who are some of the players that maybe played for the Sioux Eagles in past seasons or any local players that, uh, you know, you've invited back to your next camp that uh, they might be familiar with? Sure. Well, our, our the two returning players that are going to be our captains uh, from last year's team are uh, Chase Talaire, who I count as a local kid. He's from St. Agnes and obviously is he's he's Laker royalty from, from yep. his dad. And uh, and then uh, Jack Morton, who played for us last year, and those two guys we can you can build around uh, on your forward uh, core. Uh, those two guys are talented. They work hard. They're leaders. Uh, we're we're really fortunate, and excited to have them. Uh, as far as other local kids. Uh, Logan Raphael, we, we kept a uh, local uh, goaltender and then um, uh, Michael Slag, who is born and raised here, but he's, he's, you know, he's gone. He's, his family has moved the last few years to uh, the Detroit area, but um, he's a local kid. And then uh, Robbie Landis also we've, we've kept. Um, so we've got, a, we've got a little more local flavor this year than we've had in the past. And, you know, as, as the local talent develops, that, that will change, you know, that will get better and, and, and better. So that we're excited to have those guys. And certainly, you know, with this year's camp, Doug, compared to last year's camp, uh, things are better as far as COVID-19 and the Eagles participating in the NOJHL. Was, was there a lot of, uh, you know, with the players, and I know last year's players, despite everything, had a great attitude. Was there more optimism at the camp? Like, you know what, we're going to be able to do this this year. You know, we're getting vaccinated. Uh, the borders are opening up. Was there just a, a sense at the camp of just more optimism as far as the unknowns going into this season? Well, yeah, obviously last year was, it was a difficult year for everybody in hockey and, and, and not just hockey for everybody in general. Um, you know, that, that uncertainty really played a, a role in a lot of, uh, a lot of problems for kids and, 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 and teams also, you know, as far as having, you know, availability for spots. So, um, you know, I think this year there were, there were really kind of a lot more, uh, players for those spots um, because um, really the NCAA allowing seniors to stay as fifth-year seniors has really trickled everything down uh, from that to juniors and, and to midgets and so on. So I, I think there's you know a really a, a full year's worth of kids that are um, are still in the mix as far as juniors and, and midgets and so on. Um, as far as the um, you know, as far as the attitude and, and, you know, that, that kind of thing, you know, listen, we, those kids are, these kids are raring to go, yeah. uh, as are we. So we're, you know, we're, we're really excited about getting going and getting to the future of, of, of the league, playing in the league again. And, um, you know, I know they're raring to go as, as am I. As our broadcasters in this show, Doug, is uh, the first broadcast of Sioux Eagles Hockey. The regular season opener will be on September 17th at Polar Stadium, fittingly against the Sioux Thunderbirds. Uh, Doug, between now and then, what is in store for the Sioux Eagles? You mentioned uh, another camp coming up as you head into exhibition games. I believe you have a couple scheduled against Janesville. So just give our listeners an idea between September 17th and now, what's in store for the Sioux Eagles? Right, yeah. So what what will happen is the kids will come back and get ready to go on the ice on the 28th of August, and we'll uh, uh, Fetter Fetteroff and I, my assistant coach, we'll put some things together. We'll get them kind of get them ready, and we'll we'll work on systems and work on uh, skills, and 
we'll, we'll put a nice mix of that together. And then that weekend, we'll go to Janesville in the North American League. We'll play them uh, like we did last year. And then uh, we're hoping that they, 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 they're, they're planning on coming back here the weekend after, but uh, it is uh, up in the air still. They've got a couple logistical things to figure out. So hopefully we can get that worked out. But if it's not them, it'll be somebody else uh, that we play the next weekend. And then obviously the third week, that's, that's our regular season opener. Um, the other thing, we do have two other exhibition games um, scheduled with the uh, development team again, like we did last year. Those games will be October uh, 20th and 21st. So <clears throat> it'll be nice to have that. Uh, on our schedule, if uh, people that love hockey in this town can come and watch those players, and those are unbelievable players. So, um, you know, we're excited to have them here again. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Doug LaProd joining us on the game, head coach of the Sweagles, uh, getting the USA uh, national development team here last year. Certainly uh, fans were able to go and, and we broadcast that game online and, and just seeing the talent there and, and, and being able to play a team of that caliber, you know, as the regular season starts, you'll be about a month in, can only help your team get better, in my opinion, just to be around, uh, you know, such a, a a strong outfit. Uh, is that something that the Eagles want to keep doing? Uh, maybe not just this year, but in, in the future. Yeah, that is, that is our plan. Um, I, a lot of people that are listening probably are familiar with the name Scott Monahan. Yep. Uh, you know, he was the sports information director and the assistant athletic director here at Lake state uh, back in, in the old days uh, when I was around. So uh, he and I have, have, have kept in touch over the years. He's now the general manager of that entire program. So, uh, last year, he actually reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we understand you guys are having a hard time finding games. Do you want to play us? And, and I obviously, if you get that opportunity, uh, you take it. And, you know, last year was an interesting time because uh, we, you know, we got on the ice on a Monday and we played for the very first time. We played them Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. So it was it was hard for us, but I certainly wouldn't tell you that we would have won those games, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming would have been a little more competitive. Uh, so this year, having being on on the ice for you know, almost a couple of months before we play them. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what our guys can do, but we, we are, we are between the two of us have talked and we are planning on, on trying to do this on an annual basis. They, they love coming up to the Sioux. They love the polar. Uh, they love the tradition of, of this town and, and they're really, and, you know, and, and Scott wants to, uh, he wants to come back here. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to, to be able to hopefully do that every year as long as it works out for schedules. Doug, final question before we let you go. I, I know the answer to this, but uh, just from a coaching perspective, how excited are you just to start this season? I mean, last year was was a piecemeal season with everything with COVID-19, but be able to play in a league those rivalries with Blind River and the Sioux Thunderbirds where you can get, you know, six, seven, eight hundred fans in Polar Stadium. Just how excited are you and your coaching staff just to get all this going? Because really it's it's been about a year and a half, if not longer, that we've been able to do this for the Sioux Eagles. Yeah, no, I agree, Scott. I mean it is gonna be exciting for us and, and, and really probably more so for the for the fans than really for us. I mean we're we're excited to get back to normal, but you know, the majority of the kids that are on this team this year really haven't seen normal before. So, you know, I know they're excited to be able to look at, you know, to, to, to find out what, you know, what to expect, you know, like they, uh, we don't have when things were normal, um, before COVID. So, uh, this year's norm was obviously playing college teams in other leagues in the U S team. This year's norm, it will be in our league. So it's going to be. I guess probably the only that we have now that I think about it that played uh, a couple years ago with 
We might have lost Doug there with the cell connection, but want to thank Doug LaProd, head coach of the Suigles. All that fun stuff. There we go. We lost you for a second, Doug, but uh, we'll certainly get you on again as the season gets closer. Doug LaProd joining us on the game, head coach of the Suigles. We will start our Suigles regular season coverage right here on ESPN at 1400 on September 17th as the Eagles will take on the Sioux Thunderbirds. Doug, appreciate you taking time out again to join us on the game to inform our fans what's going on, and we will certainly talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you in September, sir. All right. Thanks, Scott. All right. Doug LaProte joining us on the game. We're going to take a break. We come back. We'll talk to David McKeg Jr. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Welcome back to The Game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Coming up next, we'll talk to co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, who will get us up to date on everything going on in the Metro Detroit sports scene. Joining us now, co-host of this show, The Game, on ESPN 1400, and host of The Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, ladies and gentlemen, David McKeg Jr., joining us once again on The Game. Kegger, how you doing on this Monday night, my friend? Scotty, my friend, missed you. I know you had a great vacation. I'm doing well. I can't believe that we're almost in mid-August already. I'm turning 30 next weekend. Like, what's going on? You know, it's time's just flying by. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Dave. And wow, you turning 30. We are all getting older, despite uh, what I keep trying to tell myself anyway. And you mentioned it, Dave. Uh, we are getting closer to the fall and winter. And this past weekend, we just heard from Sioux Eagles head coach Doug LaProd talking about the Sioux Eagles uh, tryout camp, which happened this weekend at Big Bear Arena. The Sioux Thunderbirds also had their tryout camp this past weekend at the John Rhodes Community Center. As we're only a few weeks away from the start of exhibition season and about a month away from the start of the regular season in the NOJHL, as of right now, Dave, all things are a go as far as the league, including the Sioux Eagles. Uh, today was the first day that the Canadian border opened up to U.S. Uh, travelers, if you will. Uh, the U.S. border is still closed until at least August 21st. So, Dave, we've been kind of asking this question a lot over the last few months as far as where things sit. As of right now, things look good. But again, COVID-19 isn't going away. We're seeing spikes in cases, especially among the unvaccinated with the Delta variant. And uh, many teams, including the Sioux Eagles, are uh, mandating that their players be vaccinated because of the border issue and because of the league. So still lots of unknowns. Uh, What are your thoughts as we head into what we hope to be a, a very successful and fun NOJHL season. You know, Scott, you bring up a lot of good points. And I know when people want to have conversations about the vaccine, it's a very sensitive topic. And it's one of those topics that you want to avoid in a room when there's a family because of the differences in opinions. Uh, but obviously, you know, studies are out there that the spikes uh, are occurring. Uh, and a lot of it is in regards to the unvaccinated and in regards to the Delta variant. And also just overall, the statistics leaning towards the unvaccinated uh, that are getting COVID-19 and of course the vaccine is something that you could still get COVID but it wouldn't get you as sick and you're hopeful that everyone can get behind the vaccination so we can get back to any kind of normal life that we would consider being a normal life but you know we're not going to be able to get there until we all are able to get to the numbers that we want so I strongly encourage vaccinations I don't have 
any kind of negative opinion towards someone who doesn't. However, I strongly encourage against that because it's just for the safety of yourself as well as others. Okay. That's the main point. And when you mentioned what sports here, Scott, we hope that we can have the sports come out successfully, the NOJHL, the Ontario hockey league, as well as just in Canada that we want to go watch professional hockey games. Don't get me wrong. I go to a couple games a season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, despite being a disgruntled and upset Toronto Maple Leaf fan, I will still probably be going to those games. Maybe I'll be going down to Ottawa or Detroit games, whatever it may be. I still want to have the ability to travel, and we hope that everything comes in queue with having success with the numbers more more so still going down despite the spikes. But we hope that COVID-19 can be contained and that we can have successful seasons. And for the camps of the Sioux Eagles and the Sioux Thunderbirds, that brings a lot of positives that they feel that the seasons are going to be underway as planned. The border is slowly coming to an opening. And August 21st is my birthday, so hopefully that is a day that it opens, not just so I can travel over the border, maybe just have something additional uh, to celebrate, but as I mentioned numerous times, I think you'll start seeing the official opening as Labor Day weekend comes to pass. I think that would make more sense, especially with the travel that can occur over that long weekend. So you want to have that extra safety net, especially from a Canadian standpoint, uh, just, just, just to give a little bit more safety to the citizens of Canada and just to ease their minds a little bit more, and I think that's just the right route to go, but that remains to be seen. I am not operating government protocols, so we, we will see, and I'm very excited to when it does open so we can go enjoy uh, Sioux, Michigan, and just enjoy America here on the Canadian standpoint, but just so teams can travel overall for games, because I want to watch games, as I mentioned, and if you looked at the Sioux Thunderbirds this past weekend, they had their training camp, and it was fantastic coverage that you can check out on their website, as well as, you know, Doug LeProv was on our show. So the feedback has been great. And hockey season, everyone is excited and waiting for puck to drop. Yes, indeed. David McKay Jr. joining us on the game. And, Dave, uh, to start my vacation, my wife and I got to go to Fenway Park to see the Toronto Blue Jays take on the Boston Red Sox. Unbelievable experience being in that park. And it was an unbelievable start of what's been a very good run for the Toronto Blue Jays. They beat the Red Sox that night. We were there 13-1. to After that, they sweep the Kansas City Royals, win three out of four against Cleveland. And then this past weekend, the Jays knocked off Boston again, a three out of four. And all of a sudden, Dave, a team that maybe some people counted out, including the team right above them, the New York Yankees, they're right in the thick of the wild card chase and the division race. And so Toronto right now, 60 wins, 50 losses. I know a lot of people wrote this team off, but they're getting hot at the right time. And uh, reminders of a season not too long ago as well. Oh, you know what, Scott, you hit the nail on the head right there. And I know that I, from recently looking at my the statistics in the back, I believe when the Jays made that trade for Troy Tulowitzki, as well as David Price, I shouldn't forget, uh, that they were a game over 500, and they were looking on the outside, looking into that, uh, from the outside, looking into that playoff pitcher. So they went on a miraculous run. I don't recall the stat from their run, but I know they had well over 45 wins and under 20 losses. So uh, they did very well. And it was very exciting. I remember that time he made that trade to get depth 
in the infield with Troy Tulowitzki, one of the best shortstops at the time. And then you had David Price, one of the best starting pitchers at the time, come over and really improve your rotation. Now, this year, the Jays at the deadline and get Jose Barrios, a very strong right-hander from the Minnesota Twins, who is absolutely shredded, may I add. The guy's well-built for a pitcher. And they get some relief in their bullpen. You know, you have Joaquin Soria come in. They've made trades earlier this year with Adam Simber. Uh, the moves have been strong with Atkins and Shapiro and company, and I had a lot of doubt with their moves. And the key thing I remember from Shapiro is when he was asked if he would make moves, make this team a contender, he said, if if fans show up to the building. That's one thing he said in 2014, 2015, uh, before coming into the picture behind uh, Alex Anthopoulos, uh, when Anthopoulos was only for a couple seasons prior to those exciting runs. And that made me really roll my eyes because – if you win in Toronto, there will be fans. We are a very passionate fan base here in Canada for the Toronto Blue Jays, and we will always get good numbers in the stadium, but you will have that extra seats in the stadium as long as you're successful. And what I'm seeing this year reminds me a lot of 2015, Scott. It reminds me of those moves, that excitement in the ballpark, even though it's only 15,000 people, just on social media and just watching the game. You can never count the Jays out. Their lineup is so lethal. This is a team that has lost a lot of games this year due to the bullpen blowing games. They've blown the most in the major leagues, if I remember correctly, from numbers. And that can really hurt you. And they've made improvements to really change that. And I think that they have the team to get in there. And I'm also excited to go see them. I'm going to see them September the 4th on the Saturday against Oakland, which might have implications of a wild card finish. So it's I'm very excited to watch them live, but also just excited for the season going forward because there was a point this year where I was saying to myself, oh, this we might have to wait again until next year for a playoff. Another, there'll be next year quote coming from a Toronto fan. But I think there's a lot of optimism coming from what can happen this year. And as you mentioned, I said a couple times here, shades of 2015 is flashing before my eyes once again. Yeah, they certainly looked good when we saw them. And then they continue to play well, as well as the Detroit Tigers, who we'll talk about with Butch here coming up. David McKay Jr. joining us on the game. And Dave, so much going on in the NHL. We don't have a lot of time to cover everything, but we talked earlier about uh, some of the former Sioux Greyhounds signing deals, including uh, Mr. Nurse for Edmonton as he signed an eight-year deal. Uh, Still, uh, the Jack Eichel sweepstakes are continuing as he is having trouble in Buffalo. You have the Alex Ovechkin five-year deal. Uh, Considering how old he was, I was a little surprised at the price tag on that one. And then, of course, you have the uh, Evander Kane betting allegations. So lots going on in the NHL during a very busy offseason so far. Very busy offseason. And let me tell you, GMs and teams are not afraid to spend money this year, especially on defense. Uh, And I'll say flat out that Darnell Nurse – Kind of know from a personal level from when he was in the Sioux and actually was in his, his class a couple times at Algoma University. Uh, and as well as um, his fiance, uh, I've met a couple times as well. So I'm not going to speak any ill words of Darnell, or of Darnell Nurse at all. Uh, but that is certainly a price that is hard to swallow uh, for someone who has had a pro, like who was good, promising career, so has had a good career. But just really started to open up and prove himself this year. Honestly, I really. 
from the aspects this year with Darnell Nurse, they, the numbers this year didn't suffice the contract that he got. And I'm really tiptoeing around the right words so I don't say the incorrect words. And there's a lot of fans of Darnell Nurse uh, out in the community of Sault Ste. Marie. But that is certainly, I feel, to be honest, an overpayment. And if anyone disagrees, I can understand because of the price of defensemen that did occur this year. That's how it all went down. Nurse was getting what he got because of what the market was this year for defensemen. And again, I won't dive into too much because we don't have as much time. But you have Darnell who's getting that much money and a lot of overpayment occurred this off season, especially for the Oilers. The Oilers have had a tough off season, spending money, getting acquiring Duncan Keith, a lot of money there. Zach Hyman, they might get a couple good years out of him until his knees maybe fall out again as he gets older. Hopefully not. And Darnell paying that much, but they still haven't made the improvement in the area that they needed to most. And that was in that. So, there's a lot of question marks for Edmonton. Washington, you mentioned Ovechkin. The guy is going for Gretzky's all-time goal record. Five years, he needs to get 32.5 goals a year. So 33 goals a year will put him a number one in the record books of goals of all time. Can he do it? We will see. Evander Kane, this, despite what's going on outside the rink, that guy is still a very good hockey player. And for a league minimum on Toronto, I would more than welcome him on Toronto. I'm sure Edmonton fans would more than welcome him as well. But going to a market that's a big market like Toronto Edmonton, people say, well, he has, a, he has issues off the ice. Why would a big market uh, be, be a good move for him? Well, if you go to a smaller market, you're more prone to go do what you want because you're not as noticed. In a bigger market, you're noticed everywhere, even at the corner store. So I feel like that would be a good move for him, maybe for his contract to complete in San Jose and explore coming home to Canada and exploring one of the big six, uh, big big teams here in Canada, if it's Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto, uh, or Edmonton. So uh, I really feel like this offseason in the NHL was a season that was well overpaid for a lot of players. Dubas didn't do that. A lot of teams did. Eisenman is still the guru of all GMs. I'm so jealous of Detroit fans to have him as a GM. But again, it's been a busy offseason. It's still hard to gauge what's going to happen this upcoming season. Seattle's expansion draft and great moves in, in free agency. There's a lot that we can touch on, Scott. So I really feel like despite not being able to touch everything. The biggest news is Darnell Nurse has signed over the past couple of days, especially here in the Sioux because of his ties to the Hounds, and I feel that was a little bit of an overpayment. Dave, uh, we only have about a minute or so left. What's on tap for the game sports show in Sioux, Ontario? Uh, we had certainly a great special edition upload just yesterday with Adam Monroe, so we will have that on for the week that you can check out. Our next upcoming special edition will be with Drew McIntyre, former goaltender in the American Hockey League, as well as with the Toronto Maple Leafs and in the National Hockey League. A lot of goal tenders in our special edition shows, but a lot of fun with those tenders indeed. Uh, we do plan to have some local news shows as well, and that long-awaited contest giveaway, despite a little bit of delays, we will have it either tonight uploaded or by tomorrow morning for your following, so you have a chance to win uh, a gift card for one of our sponsors here in Sioux, Ontario, as well as our other sponsors connected with our special edition as well. So, great prizes to give away. Other than that, Besides having news shows and a contest giveaway coming up this week, uh, we already had a special edition upload, so that won't, won't be another one until next week, as I mentioned, with Drew McIntyre. So simply just enjoying the week as the summer winds down. For anyone looking at our local coverage here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, we will obviously have that. We have a lot of big announcements hopefully coming in the fall months, right before fall, with all the local organizations. So we make sure you keep tuned with that and just Make sure you follow us on social media because we have a lot of news that we upload daily, weekly, hourly, 
It's all there. Dave McKay Jr. joining us on the game. Dave, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next Monday night right here on ESPN 1400 for our next edition of the game, sir. Sounds good, Scotty. Have a great day. And all the listeners, hopefully all is well. Stay safe. Make sure you follow the game on all of our platforms. Very good. We're going to take a break. We come back. We'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. You can catch podcasts of The Game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 647 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. If you're driving out there this evening, be very careful as the rain is coming down, uh, some thunder and lightning. So please use caution if you're out in the road tonight listening to our show. Joining us now, co-host of the game here on ESPN 1400 and host of his own show, Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. You can hear Butch's show, Butch on Sports, brand new edition, uploaded last night on the website, Simply Butch 2, that's too.potomatic.com, or you can find his show right here on our website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As Butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on in the Metro Detroit sports world and the sports world in general. Butch, it seems like we just saw each other a few days ago at Comerica Park. Welcome back to the game. How you doing tonight? We did. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, had a little bit of fun there. It's good to see people in person rather than from long distance, but you do what you can there, but great to be uh, back on the air. Yes, we'll be on every Monday night now for the foreseeable future here on ESPN 1400. Vacations are over. It's time to get back to work. And Butch, uh, today the high school athletes got back to work. The fall sports uh, practices began today for football, cross-country, soccer, uh, volleyball, along with some other sports around the state. And as of right now, Butch, and I stress as of right now, uh, there are no uh, restrictions or mask guidelines for athletes. Certainly things seemed a lot better maybe a few weeks ago when we started talking about this as COVID-19 cases are rising with the very contagious Delta variant uh, among the unvaccinated, which in my opinion, Opinion. There's still too many of those. Uh, just, just your overall thoughts uh, heading into fall practice and uh, hopefully fall games here. Uh, here we go again, Butch. Yeah, well, here we go again. It's uh, exactly the quote I would use there. Here we go again because <clears throat> really and truly, right now we we don't we do know that it is spreading and it's spreading like wildfire here right now, especially with our youth here. Yeah. Uh, what's the deal as far as the masses is concerned? Well, we know as a recommendation for indoor use for everyone to be wearing a mask. We know that's a recommendation. It is not mandatory, but again, until, and again, I repeat, until we do some things mandatory here, uh, things are not going to get any better. I hate to be the bearer of bad news here when it comes down to our children because they are a precious resource that basically right now they're not responsible for what they do. We are as an adult right now, and we need to come on the same page. So the only thing we can come on the same page with is, Everybody, please, if you're an adult, please go out there and get a shot here. If you're not sure of what's going on, please talk to your physician, your doctor, not Joe Blow and Mary Lou and Sister Sam. I, I highly respect your, 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 your 
your, your doings with these particulars there, but no one knows no better than a doctor here. Please go out there and get the right information. Get vaccinated. Uh, help one so that everyone can be helped. We're going to get more to that later when we talk about the NFL, Butch, and uh, my whole theory on that, you hit the nail on the head. Don't get your news from Facebook groups. Get them from your doctor. Talk to your doctor. If it's the right thing to do, then do it, and uh, we'll, we'll get more to that later on when we mm-hmm. talk NFL. But Butch, like I mentioned, uh, we got to see each other at Comerica Park this past weekend as the Tigers uh, defeated Boston uh, on that day that we mm-hmm. were there, 8-1, to one, a hot day in Detroit. Uh, Tigers very playing, hot, yeah, very hot day indeed. As, uh, you were cooling off pretty good, though. Yes, I was. Yes, I was, indeed. Uh, but Butch, overall, the Tigers are uh, losing two out of three in Cleveland this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, a team that, you know, is playing better baseball. They're, they're winning series, uh, you know, didn't look the greatest in Cleveland. Uh, one of the things I, I guess that surprised me a little bit is the atmosphere at Comerica Park. Now, granted, the week before I was at Fenway Park in a packed house, and certainly there's a lot of atmosphere there. But is is the community of Detroit, are they, are they just still maybe a wait and see with this team? Obviously, a team that started off slow playing better baseball. It just doesn't seem like the park had a lot of atmosphere. I read something in one of the Detroit papers that said, uh, you know, when Miggy came up, it was like a circus-like atmosphere. I was at the game. I didn't quite get that feeling. Uh, just what say you for someone that covers the team and goes to the games? That's two of us here. I didn't get that circus atmosphere no. either here. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's practically simple. A, a lot of good baseball people, including yourself, they don't come to the ballpark because, again, they have been, uh, they feel they have been cheated. And when you, I'm saying you have been cheated, there are organizations out here who basically every single year they do a magnificent job of revamping their machine. I mean, I can give a couple examples there. Seattle, you know, they have no reason to be this or that and the ugly, but they seem to try to every single year to get a better team than they had the year before. And before that way to at least close to 500. San Francisco, you you thought that the, the bottom had dropped out when their coach retired, yeah. okay? But in less than two years, they are continuing to again there. Same with Houston, okay? When uh, uh, they got through a couple of coaches and whatnot there. Seems like organizations who want to sit up there and stand on top, they, they do. I, it, do a lot of people agree with how the Tigers are going about doing their business as far as uh, the youth is concerned? As many of them saying, you know, this process that they're taking is very, very slow and very, very methodic here versus other teams and whatnot there when they get a new rookie, for, especially from college. Well, I had to go through the hoops and ladders that the Tigers uh, rookies are going through there. I've always thought that that, that Mize, uh, right after a World Series, a college World Series per se, should be brought straight up to the majors. Yeah. And it would not hurt him because it was during the end of the season and during a time where basically the Tigers had nothing to cheer about there. And to give that young man the experience then versus he has to start off on point A to work his way up, it's just it's it's disgusting, okay? So again my question is, will my stay when his contract is up? 
Ron, nine times out of ten, Mize is going to go somewhere else where he's a lot more respected. I mean, thank you for no thank you there. So right now, the, the, the Tiger fans, they've heard it all before. They've heard it with the Lions. Uh, the Red Wings, they have a little bit more respect for, okay? And also maybe the Pistons, uh, to a certain percentage, have a lot more respect for. But the Lions and the Tigers, uh, it's the same old uh, junk food junkies that sit up there and fill up people with stuff. And then, again, they have nothing to show for it. But you talked about this on your show last night. Jonathan Shoup uh, officially part of the Detroit Tigers' future as the second baseman, who's been playing mm-hmm. first as well this season, agreed to a two-year contract extension, making him a member of the Tigers through the 2023 season. Uh, I think a good move for the Tigers. What say you? To me, good move for the Tigers if they're going to keep them and be a leader here. It's a bad move for the Tigers if you're just signing them to a type of more or less a minimum contract, which maybe he may feel that he deserves more or just very happy to get what he's getting, which is right now is an average of $7 million for those two years. Plus, they have an option if the Tigers, or again, Jonathan Scope don't want to be around, uh, they can cut their uh, lose after the 2022 season there. Okay, so that that might be a good move. But to me, it's a better move if you're going to trade Jonathan Scope to somewhere else to get some more parts and pieces in that maybe the Tigers brass think is going to be an improvement. Now, if it is, that's great. But if it's not, you might as well leave scope where he is to somewhat influence others to do better than to do worse there right now. There, To me, that's a good move, and it's a very cheap move, by the way, because they didn't spend a whole hell of a lot of money for it. Exactly. And uh, finally, Butch, on the Tigers, Miguel Cabrera, two away from 500, and we had a lot of conversation on the drive down with my kids and wife about if we were to catch the 500th home run ball by Miguel Cabrera, what would you do with that ball? I'm going to ask you the same question. We had our uh, thoughts, which I'll get to, but Butch Davis catching the 500th home run for Miguel Cabrera. What are you doing with that ball, Butch? I'm looking at M-O-N-E-Y, <laughs> yes. number one here, because that's what everybody else would probably would receive. I'm not looking for a bat. I'm not looking for a handkerchief. <laughs> I'm not looking for two tickets to the circus. I'm looking for M-O-N-E-Y, okay? And I'll keep that discreet. And I don't let the general public know about it, but I'm quite sure for the for the run is is that number one, if Miggy gets it, you know the Hall of Fame is going to be looking for that ball yep. too. And the only way the Hall of Fame is going to get it is um M O N E Y. Okay, <laughs> so from one name to another here, uh, the the ball's going to be doing some moving there. So if I call it, yes, I will have a discussion with Mickey there, and I tell him, you know, I'm born right after your birthday on the 18th. I'm born on the 19th, but other than that, here I might rent us do. I want to pay my car off. Da 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 da. What can you do for me lately here? Well. You- Right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, you are in uh, tune with the Nason family. Uh, unanimous decision. We are getting paid for that ball. That's and right. And we're getting paid the right way. Butch Davis. Oh, going in a bank vault right now where nobody could touch it. Exactly. You know? Butch Davis joining us on the game. Uh, Butch, we're going to take our top of the hour break. When you and I come back, we'll talk a little more Major League Baseball and other topics in the world of sports. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. ESPN 1400. 
O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson Compactor Utility Tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comforts. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson Compact and Utility Tractors. Visit Skinners of Pigford to find the right model for your operation. Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? That's okay. Come see a lender about a camper or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Ask what we can do for you. Whatever you're up to this summer, Central Savings Bank has the loan products to help get it done. Whether it's buying a boat, side-by-side, camper or cabin, tractor, a new house, or a ticket out of here, we can help. Call, stop by, or apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank, ask what we can do for you. Let's get to the second half of the game here on ESPN 1400. WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Hour two of the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show as we're continue to be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports as we talk more about Major League Baseball. And Butch, you're mentioning on the break, uh, Tigers uh, made some moves uh, here today. Uh, tell our listeners uh, some of those moves. Jordan is gone. Goodrin is now back into the, the street for the Detroit Tigers at this point there. Day off today. Tomorrow you get to see the results. Yep. Tomorrow the Tigers will be in Baltimore opening up a three-game set. You can hear that game over on our sister station 1230 WSOO. Butch, looking at Major League Baseball right now, we were talking with Dave McKegg Jr. earlier about the Toronto Blue Jays who have uh, gotten themselves in the wild card race as uh, looking at the division races right now Tampa leading Boston by four games the Yankees and Blue Jays within striking distance AL Central it's all White Sox ten and a half over Cleveland in the AL West uh, Houston leads Oakland by two games NL East uh, Phillies leading Atlanta by two games the Mets by two and a half Brewers lead the NL Central uh, five games over Cincinnati and those San Francisco Giants they are not going away as a matter of fact they have the best record in Major League Baseball ball four games ahead of the LA Dodgers and certainly a lot of moves uh, during the trade deadline Scherzer going to the Dodgers among others just overall Major League Baseball as we head into mid-August what are your thoughts? 
It's a wacky kind of situation there. Uh, uh, Cincinnati, uh, they have won seven in a row as yeah. of today here. You know, uh, they are warming up here. So we have no idea what's going to happen in the Central Division uh, in the NL. But, uh, again, the races are now cooking up. And conceivably, I, and I hate to say it, if the Tigers get themselves together and stop experimenting all the dog on time, they may be somewhat a contender for the wild card there because there's no one's in it, no one's definite, especially in the American League there. So basically right now you we got these great races here. If you beat up some teams, which the Tigers should have beat up on Cleveland this past uh weekend there because they had the energy and they had the juice to beat least Cleveland two out of three times there and it, it didn't happen. So again, uh, we see teams that are trying to fix some uh, parts in there in their armor there. Uh, do pretty doggone well. The Yankees are doing pretty well until uh, they just got news about Rizzo yeah. uh, on the covert 10-day uh, disabled list there. Uh, it's going to be rocking and rolling, but again, it's going to be some slowdowns because of COVID here. So, uh, again, nothing's really definitely in the fruit basket here, but uh, I'm looking at uh, a competitive um, Major League Baseball for I'd say a very good dog on six or seven weeks now. Yeah, it should be very interesting to see how not only these uh, division races go, but also the wild card because exactly. lots of teams uh, still involved in that. I Butch, wish that was expanded, though. I yeah, really do. I'd like to see at least another team in the wild card as well. Mm-hmm. Butch, let's move on to the Detroit Lions as the Lions will start their preseason campaign at home Friday against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, said that the starters will play for about a quarter in the Lions preseason opener. Just three preseason games this year. Uh, Butch, uh, did you get a chance to get to Lions camp? And uh, what are some of your expectations and thoughts heading into their preseason opener on Friday, which you can hear over on our sister station, Oldies 93? Well, don't know about the first preseason game. I have not heard about them as of yet. However, okay, however, uh, the Hawkinson uh, golf uh, connection is pretty doggone alive and alive and well there. Uh, far as other receivers are concerned for the Detroit Tigers on offense there, uh, that is not shared up by a long shot here. As you know, we got practically just cleaned out every receiver we had as of last season or the season just passed there. Uh, offensive line looks great. I think the linebackers are a little bit more knowledgeable and skillful. And again, a lot of uh, eating a lot of the licorice that right now Dan Campbell is uh, passing out to the particular team as far as coming and biting off kneecaps and whatever it may be. <laughs> if they carry that kind of mentality through a whole season, yes, we probably will see some improvement with the Detroit Lions. But again, talk is very cheap and seems to be a lot of it in our town. But again, when the crap hit the fan here, uh, there is, uh, you know, our fans will still show up and watch the game if they're allowed to see the games there. But the team's going to have to put some mileage until some see some great improvement, especially with the Lions there. That has been a 
disappointment from years past there. Butch, over the weekend, the NFL Hall of Fame class of 2021 had their induction ceremony, including former Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, John Lynch, Alan Finchia, Drew Pearson, and Coach Tom Flores. And I didn't watch the Calvin Johnson speech, but I did read some of the uh, accounts of it. He did thank the Detroit Lions fans, but uh, it didn't look like that that bridge was repaired as far as the disjointment between the Lions organization and Calvin Johnson. In my opinion, just another missed opportunity for the Lions franchise to do the right thing. Well, I watched it three times. Okay. okay so I made sure that everything is status quo there. And the one thing he did talk about that I'm going to just bridge out here, he talked about pain, okay? Yeah. And um, it's no secret that Calvin Johnson had problems his second year as the Detroit Lion with pain in his back, didn't know he would walk or even have movement in his legs there. Um, I mentioned on several occasions on the show since we've been around and uh, we've been doing shows there that I tweet Calvin Johnson on a Monday just coming in, doggone making it through the doors, okay, only to be ready to go to work on Sunday here. So, I'm, you know, the feelings mutual are probably with Calvin Johnson's concern, but his message is really about pain and telling people not to be afraid. Not to be afraid uh, when you are in pain to get some help with that particular pain there. And he also preached that to his fellow uh, um, football players in the NFL, and and a lot of the veterans uh, also agreed to that. But he did give homage to the fans in the city of Detroit, no matter how bad the Lions were, they always showed up on Sunday. And it's going to be interesting, Butch, uh, final thoughts on the NFL. Uh, over the past few days, we've seen a couple quarterbacks uh, make some comments as far as getting vaccinated against COVID-19, including <laughs> Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, who says he'd rather play in plexiglass and get vaccinated. And then today, Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, who has contracted COVID twice, still <laughs> non-committal on the vaccine and and the NFL is really upping the ante as far as getting players vaccinated and their COVID-19 protocols for those that don't. And again, like we talked about earlier, it is a personal choice and people should consult with their doctors, but we're starting to see not just in sports, but just in general with universities, uh, Wayne state uh, was one of the latest to require all uh, people attending school vaccinated Michigan and Michigan state. You're seeing employees that are getting to that uh, are we just getting to the point where it's going to be kind of hard to do your job when you're non-vaccinated because you know these are businesses and when you start to throw out teams that have to forfeit games and forfeit money I mean it, it's a business and uh, again th this is something that's not going away and the NFL certainly up the ante for those players that are either hesitant or refuse to get the vaccine well, the magic word is the FDA, okay? Right. That seemed to be the magic word right now. The vaccine right now has been only official for emergency use right now. Until the FDA get off their ass, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, okay? And you do something about that. Is the vaccine, is it safe? Is it not safe? Uh, put your stamp on it that basically this is what has to go on. Then 
particular companies, schools, and whatnot can make it mandatory that you need to be vaccinated. Until that point in time, it, it, you can't, you can recommend, okay, but you can't mandate someone to do something that is not so sure. Now, blacks in the city of Detroit and around the country, okay, they've heard about the Tuskegee uh, situation yeah. and, and being used as guinea pigs and a lot of other experiments per se there. Again, please see your doctors, okay, because your doctor knows better than anybody what's good, what's bad, what's ugly, okay? Stop leaving it up to Facebook, Instagram, and your buddies out there, go see your doctor. And until that happens, and the NFL has made it very clear there, we're not going to make up a lot of games here. Either you can convince your team to get vaccinated, or you're going to get forfeit. That's the same with the SEC. I'm so glad that those particular uh, bodies of uh, football has came on out there and made it official that, you know, we're not going to go through all of this all the time. You can either get with the program or cost your team some hardship there. And I, and I think that's uh, as it goes along. And, again, if the FDA makes a decision on this, you'll see more and more clubs and places, uh, places of business and all make it mandatory that you got to get vaccinated or you won't be working there. You hit the nail on the head with the FDA, Butch, and, you know, as a fan of one of these teams, and I don't know if Jared Goff has been vaccinated or not, but just the fact that you're putting the team in, in a potentially precarious situation by not doing it. My whole analogy with the vaccine is this, Butch, and I want your thoughts on this. Uh, I'm pro-vaccine. Uh, the doctors, everybody recommends it. I don't want to keep going through this nonsense uh, month after month, year after year. To me, it's as simple as this. You know, when you're home and you're sleeping and you lock your doors, to me, that's like the vaccine with COVID-19. Now, could someone still break in if the doors were locked? Sure, but there's a much, much less chance for them to break in than if you just keep the doors unlocked. And to me, that's what it is with this COVID-19. I mean, it, it's it's among the unvaccinated, and I just think it's, it's a simple thing. It's like polio. I mean, you get vaccinated for polio. Do you want to catch polio or not? It's frustrating to me, the hesitancy, and it's not just with uh, professional sports quarterbacks. It's with... Uh, friends of mine and even some family members that just refuse to do it. Uh, to me, it's just a, it's a simple thing. Why risk something if you can prevent, uh, you know, prevent it from, you know, getting, being stuck on a ventilator because no one wants that. No one wants it. I'm a diabetic one. A lot of you know that. I'm also a person who has asthma very bad there. Uh, you know that too. So I am very, very up with, Getting the vaccine, I was I was <laughs> right after you in February of uh, this year uh, getting my vaccine. I was glad to do it, and by the end of February, when it came down to waiting those three weeks, got my second shot, and thought, you know what, things are going to get better now. But things are absolutely have gotten not better, but you know, almost gotten worse yeah. because you got this Delta virus that's in there, and again. People like you and me, 
who went out there and got the vaccine can still catch something. Right. The only thing that's guaranteed to us, and nothing's really guaranteed, is, is that we may not have to spend a whole heck of a lot of hospitalization or just can maybe sit out maybe 10 days until we can go back to normal again there. Nothing's really in scroll and guarantee here. But it's it just it's, it's sad to see. I got relatives myself, you know, School teachers, okay, yeah. that are relative, have not went out and got the vaccine. And yeah, I can't tell you the choice words that I will be giving them <laughs> when I've spoke to them there. But and, and why is it? What I, you know, my thing is is what is your fear? What is your fear to go and talk to your doctor? Because uh, many of these people are not going to talk to their doctors or a uh, or a legible health official. They're the friends, uh, it's follow the leader, or, you know, the gingerbread man hasn't caught me yet here, you know, so until it does, or do the Humpty Dumpty and you fall off the lap and you crack up, it, you know, it's sad that some people got to be jammed up against a wall before they do what they should be doing a long time ago. And you know me, Butch, I like to uh, play some wagers on sports, and I like to play the odds, and it's a simple thing to me. The odds are with you as far as taking the vaccine rather than not with you if you don't, and, and that's the way I look at it. Amen to that one. All right, Butch, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk NBA, the Detroit Pistons, and their draft and summer league and a big announcement on a signing by a player for the Dallas Mavericks that just hit the wire. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your cooling bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs, because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured equal housing lender. Summer, the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face. Don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year. Rely on the experts at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Their highly skilled technicians can help. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service takes pride in their work, and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of relief. 
liability down the road. Call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with Paul and the gang today. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75, exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 718 on the game, ESPN of 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are continued to be joined by Butch Davis, co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports in Detroit, Michigan. Butch, let's move on to the NBA and the Detroit Pistons. We were off last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about their draft. Uh, no surprise, the Pistons take Cade Cunningham with the first pick. Uh, to Again, no surprise there. And the Pistons also took a couple players in the second Second round, including Livers from Michigan and Garza from Iowa. Butch, uh, certainly lots of optimism uh, with Cade Cunningham, who played in his first summer league game. Uh, Pistons didn't look the greatest in that game, but it's summer league. Just overall, the Detroit Pistons draft and just how this team is shaping up for next season. Well, I want to know where the real cab uh, Cunningham is here. Yes. He sounds so good on TV. Sure like does. He just got everything all together and whatnot there. But I'm waiting for him to get slammed up against a doggone wall here so <laughs> the, the two colors can come out. Welcome here. to the He's NBA. Not look all pretty here. Uh, I watched him yesterday, and again, 12 points uh, with 18 shots. He's only making five of them there. You know, I can see some wilds and flutters in this, in this game there. Um, I, I'm just not impressed with his what, what comes out of his mouth. Okay, and, that's, and right now I think he needs to work on his game, uh, be a little bit more proficient in working with his teammates, so everybody know where they're going to be, where the guy has to be, and whatnot. Rather than to sit up there and say things that sound good, maybe to the general public at large, but someone like myself, who's a media person, knowing doggone well he can't know as much as he knows unless he's filled up with garbage here. Okay. And right now, I, that will be that 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 don't look too warming for me. Uh, as again, uh, Mr. Livers there, uh, he's a down the earth kind of guy there, and, and you know he's just glad to be there. Uh, I think the biggest surprise for the Pistons will be if Luca Garza. Uh, gets on his wings there yeah. and do the things that he did in college. If he can come anywhere close to it, okay, I think the Pistons have some authenticity there as far as being a better ball club. I think that is the bigger key than Mr. Than Mr. Cunningham because right now you got Keelum Hall uh, Hayes there, okay, who basically went through what he went through last year, okay, and hopefully that doesn't happen to Cunningham and then the other rookies there. But the 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 the, the ability that Garza have, although we did pick up Kelly Olnick, yep. okay, which is a huge huge uh, piece. I felt bad when. Uh, uh, Plumley left, but you know, Nick, there, I feel a little bit better. Trey Lyle is another pretty good one. Saban Lee, we know about him as well there, but Onik there, I think he can bring the band to uh, 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 some great music if he comes in and plays the way that I know he can play. Butch, uh, one of the not-so-bright moments for the Pistons over the past 20 years was the malice 
at the palace, which was of mm-hmm. course the brawl that happened in 20 or 2004 between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit. Pa- I, I, that was going to lead me to this question here as uh, yeah. Netflix is coming out with a new documentary talking about that. Uh, I remember watching that on TV here mm-hmm. in Sault Ste. Marie and, and, and couldn't believe what I saw. And I, I was going to ask you if you were there, uh, Butch, uh, certainly something uh, that sports fans and Detroit fans won't forget. Just give us your memories of the malice at the palace what almost 17 years ago that's hard to believe i was seated behind the piston bench which is normally on the left or if you're left watching tv is on your far right okay and just to see what was going on there i was headed myself backstage to the uh the press room which you have to pass the visitor's um, bench in order to get to the to the back in order for the press room to, to be had and set up your computer and get ready to go to the locker room and all and that's when the crap hit the fan. I ended up running up some steps there and uh customer, okay, from the Detroit Pistons in the audience there was kind of being detaining. So I knocked him on his rear end. <laughs> Uh, that didn't get me no points because I ended up being with the police and all there, and they run through the, through the film and all, and they found out, yes, you were justified to knock the crap out of the guy who kind of detained you from going where you want to go, because all I want to do is just get out of the way, number one. Number two, see what the heck is really going on there. Uh... It, it, it was not pretty at all there, and I know a lot of time and effort during that particular night was spent trying to sort out a lot of things and, you know, some innocent people uh, being detained by the police, such as myself, okay, for just trying to keep yourself safe. Right. And over a jack rear end, throwing some beer, okay? And, you know, I kind of remind myself and I kind of remind the fans out there, you know, it's only so far you can go, and I know you can run your mouth. I know you like to, you might be cussing somebody out. We had an incident here that found nothing in uh, the Colorado game right. the other day and whatnot there. But you know what? As a fan, you owe it to yourself to have your conduct in order there as much as you possibly can because you never know when. I mean, you never know when. The people in Washington, uh, I had a couple of friends that with the media in Washington, D.C., when they heard those gunshots, and people immediately had to leave the stadium and try to find safety. You don't know who your best friend is, okay? And maybe that certain friend that you knocked down, you might catch, they might be happy for you to knock them down because they may save yourself from a bullet, okay? So, again, it, it's, it's, it's prompt that everyone comes there with a decent attitude, and don't put yourself far from from the edge where basically you cannot react to what goes on. Because when it happens, it happens very quick. And that's the most I can tell to anybody here. It, it what, what happened to me happened quick. I was not looking for it, okay? I just react. And my reaction was, get out, move, get out the way, okay? If you're in my way, you're going down. And they did. 
Butch, looking around the NBA, certainly there's been lots of uh, free agent signings and re-signings, including Steph Curry re-signing for a big contract with Golden State. And just this afternoon, Luka Doncic uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Five-year, $207 million deal. Not bad for a guy in his early 20s. Sure, but a lot of owners are doing this because it's going to be a lockdown on money up to up close and personal when the new contracts uh, are revealed, and that's in another couple of years there. So there's a lot of owners right now want to lock down those players, uh, especially the good ones. Okay, where if they have them, okay, and again, this is the most important part of it: they they have to trade them or they're in a three-for-one deal or something of that nature there, it is tolerable because normally nine times out of ten, half that salary is going to come from the host team that traded that individual or got rid of the individual, okay? So they're trying to make it easy on themselves. I'm sorry to say, to most people now, those million dollars is a dime a dozen. To me, it's it's you're rich, okay? Yeah, you know? really. <laughs> and one million, you're rich, okay? <laughs> uh, Fifty cent, you're rich, okay? But uh, right now, to those big owners and whatnot who are making billions and billions of dollars, now is a drop in the bucket. Butch, moving on to the Detroit Red Wings, they have been very busy over the past few weeks with signings and drafts. Uh, the, the Red Wings. Uh, agreed to a two-year contract with Tyler Bertuzzi over the past uh, week or so, and mm -hmm. it was also announced that the training camp uh, will return to our neighbors to the south in Traverse City as the Wings will have their uh, tournament or training camp, I should say, September 16th through the 20th. Will be a five-team field with the Wings, Columbus, Dallas, St. Louis, and Toronto. Each team will play each other three or four games, and the Wings mm -hmm. will also return to Traverse City for their training camp. Should have said the first one was a tournament, the Prospects Tournament. The training mm -hmm. camp itself will be September 23rd through the 28th. Uh, Butch, uh, Wings certainly busy. Steve Eiserman uh, making his mark on this franchise. Your thoughts on what the Wings have been up to the past couple weeks? He's not finished no, by a long shot. Not at There's all. going to be some moves made. And don't, again, do not be surprised as those guys who they're signing extra amount of money to, especially Tyler Patuzzi there, they're not put in a situation where they're going to get something for them as far as a trade or whatever it may be. Again, owners are getting a lot smarter these days there that basically right now they lock them up, they give them these. Big old funds, and it looks great on paper and all, but when it comes down to trading for another individual, then they want to know, the other owner wants to know, they're locked down where they don't have to renegotiate a contract or do some other things like go to another party in order to sustain that contract there, per se there. Good move for the Red Wings. Batuzzi has to stay well for the past Two, maybe two and a half years, Batuzzi has not been a huge contributor. He has been when he's well, but uh, we both know that he has not been well with the Detroit Red Wings when it comes down to keeping his health at status quo there where he can make a whole season there. Butch, we're going to take our bottom of the hour break. When you and I come back, we'll talk Tokyo Olympics as the Olympics are over for at least another year until the Winter Games in Beijing next year, which isn't exactly winter paradise. We'll talk about that and more all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. 
Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owners agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson Compactor Utility Tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comforts. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson Compact and Utility Tractors. Visit Skinners at Pigford to find the right model for your operation. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by Butch Davis, co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports. If you want to hear the full two-hour version of our show tonight, you can find it later on right around 8.30 on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We put all our shows on there, including, as I mentioned, Butch on Sports, the game sports show from Sioux, Ontario with David McKegg and other sports-related topics. Butch? The Olympics in Tokyo has completed as the closing ceremonies were held last night. The U.S. wins the medal count, 113 medals overall, including 39 gold medals as they edge out China in that department. Uh, China had 38. China and J- China had 88 medals. Japan, 58. Uh, Great Britain, actually, with third, with 65. And ROC, I call them Russia. They were actually in third in the overall count with 71. Uh, just overall, Butch, uh, the Olympics, uh, certainly some teams did well, including our basketball teams, the women's volleyball team, the women's water polo team, and uh, several individual performances that were uh, made. It seems like the females uh, maybe outshine the males overall for the U.S., just overall Tokyo Olympics. What did you think? Most definitely the females came out to play there. Uh, did they have an easy going at it? it? We learned a lot of things from this particular Olympics more than any other Olympics I've ever watched there. And that is um, mental health is here to stay. And you may feel good when you wake up, but it may not be good in the afternoon during lunch hour there. And we found that out to be somewhat very realistically approached there. And, you know, and some of the ones who uh, made an effort, such as Molly Seidel, I watched that whole marathon yeah. from beginning Wasn't that something? to end. Uh, that afternoon on USA Network there. Matter of fact, let me give me a plug. Uh, the NBC, you stink, okay? <laughs> USA Network 
and your other cable affiliates there, uh, that was uh, straight up there. But if, the, if you were the common person who was looking for your major network to do you justice there, uh, again, we in uh, the state of Michigan are blessed with the CBC, okay? Yes. And they'll tell you the truth of when you can see it, but the majority of the good stuff, was overnight when you were asleep there, and then you were up and available. Like some nights that I was, and fixed a cup of coffee and enjoyed some of it. It's great, but uh, the Molly Sido issue there. I, I again, I watched the whole thing of it. It was, boy, it was astounding how this young lady put it all together, and then the story, the backstory that they gave, be you know, before she wanted all there that she went through battles of mental health, okay, and. So you get this long list of, of people who've had some problems and, and and battles that they had to face before they even came to the Olympics there. Simone Biles was another one there. Uh, there's several other particular men, as, especially as shooters and whatnot, who uh, used to go to war and won shooting matches and whatnot there, uh, had problems with mental health there. And that was seemed to be the huge key there. And the way uh, the media talked that up, and and then and, and also the participants who who uh, is, took their name, put their name on it. There, I, you know, my hats off is to them. Yeah, absolutely, and it's something, Butch, that's near and dear to my heart. Obviously, with working in mental health and just in general, you know, talking about um, Miles there you know, opting out. And certainly there were some people that thought that was, you know, ridiculous. How can someone train their whole life and then have this happen? But, you know, more and more we're seeing in the world of sports, mental health with Osaka and some others that have, you know, just said, look, I'm just Michael not Phelps. Michael Phelps. Exactly. I'm just not ready to compete. And, you know, and especially in a sports like gymnastics, if your head is not right, you're doing some very dangerous moves. It's not in the matter that you might not medal. It's the fact that you might not make it out of the event. And so it, it just gives more and more attention to mental health. And, and I think those people on Facebook and others that want to comment on other people's lives and decisions should maybe check themselves before they do that, because you don't know what goes on in someone's mind, in someone's life, even at, at a big stage like the Olympics. Some of us have been very adamant about mental health there. I have been adamant about mental health at one point in time. I had to check myself out and find out was I right. Although, and then I found out in four weeks, it was the, the, the person said there was nothing wrong with me. Uh, you were doing the right thing, or, you know, continue to do the right thing. But again, if you have any doubts in yourself, any at all, period, please go out there and seek some proper help there. There's too many phone lines there that you can go 0800 there and get some help very, very quickly and they can point to someone in your community or neighborhood that to help you along that way so you can get better and get better faster and quicker. Butch Davis joining us on the game and Butch, we are heading in to SummerSlam in the WWE. I had a chance to catch up on that over the weekend as 
Goldberg is back as he will be taking on Bobby Lashley in, in one of the um, big matches, of course, uh, this, I believe this weekend, or is it next weekend, next weekend in the WWE and John Cena back. He'll be taking on Roman Reigns, uh, certainly getting a little more exciting in the WWE with uh, having fans back and uh, just overall the, the state of wrestling as we head into SummerSlam and just in general from Butch Davis. Yeah, well, you know, just as we speak of all that anticipation on Friday night, okay, right after, yes, right after the, the slam, the, (laughs) (laughs) right after the show on Fox. Hey, Rampage, come on, on AEW, okay, on uh, TNT, so... Boys and girls, it'll be wrestling all night long on Friday night here, starting at 8 o'clock all the way to uh, the ridiculous hours of 1 o'clock in the morning there. You know, what can you do about it? I mean, it's great. Uh, I'm still kind of leaked off here because, again, I think the WWE spent too much time in running their mouths instead of showing on some, you know, showing great matches. They could have had two more matches thrown in for the time they use for people to try to sell a match and whatnot there. And then when they, the conversation they talked about is very, very obvious there, such as the obvious uh, thing happened in the particular match of, of the two individuals there that end up getting slammed in the back, okay? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, a lot of it's just obvious. You know they're going to get the rear end kicked in. They are all friendly, they're hugging one another, and you're my friend. And next thing you know, they get cocked in the back with a foot in their mouth and whatever it may be. You know, I, I'm just, I want to see some matches. I want to see as many matches as I possibly can do during the time they're on the air. If it's raw for the for the three hours they're on, is a show on Fox for the two hours they're on, or whatever it may be. I, I want to see some matches. I think uh, AEW is less committed to that particular uh, scheme that I just uh, mentioned there. Of Although they do it, they do it a lot less, and I see a lot more matches on, on their particular uh, formats there. Butch, big news in the world of soccer as the Premier League and some other leagues will be starting, uh, believe it or not, this upcoming weekend. Very excited for that. Lionel mm-hmm. Messi, he has said goodbye to Barcelona and hello to Paris Saint-Germain as he signed a two-year deal for a whole lot of money don't know the exact details on how much money he's getting and you never will in the world of soccer uh certainly uh messy one of the the big names if not the biggest name in the world of soccer and uh we're getting close to the premier league starting this weekend it seems like soccer's been going on almost all summer with the euro 2020 and of course the gold cup won by Mm -hmm. the u.s men uh messy going to france and the friendlies there in Florida with the Florida teams that are in ML, MLS and soccer and the Premier League making some couple of their teams. Uh, I think a totem has uh, went down to Florida and whatnot and uh, got involved in a couple of matches down there before they went back to England and whatnot. But again, you know what's coming. And, you know, let's commend them, okay? They, you know, they stopped all their action and whatnot, and some of it didn't stop. Who the ones who did not participate in the Olympics there, but 
let's give Mexico a hip hip parade yeah. too in the Olympics. There, they did pretty doggone well, and still they're uh, valuable contenders when it comes down to professional soccer in all kind of leagues. There, so it, it's fun to see it back, especially the Premier League. How enthusiastic NBC is going to be with that there. I have no idea. And how about Canada winning the gold medal in women's soccer, knocking mm-hmm. off Sweden? Of course, the U.S. a disappointing third, but a big day and a big tournament for Canada winning their first ever gold Very medal in soccer. Because they always been the second second fiddle to the United States women there, and for years and years and years and years and years they've been uh, battling that uh, that distinction there, and finally they were able to beat America at their own game. Just being patient and uh, keeping it low scoring, and didn't, and they held their ground, and they beat the United States because that's the only way they get in it. They they beat the big dog so they can get in there and, and do their thing. And then again, you commend Canada. It's long overdue, but it's better to have it than not to have it. You got that right. Butch, we're going to take our final break of the night. When you and I come back, we're going to play a little Mount Rushmore. We haven't done that for a few weeks. And so we are going to talk about our best sports movies, which we would put on our Mount Rushmore, and maybe a couple that certainly wouldn't be put on any list. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? That's okay. Come see a lender about a camper or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. That's what we can do for you. Whatever you're up to this summer, Central Savings Bank has the loan product to help get it done. Whether it's buying a boat, side-by-side, camper or cabin, tractor, a new house, or a ticket out of here, we can help. Call, stop by, or apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank, that's what we can do for you. It's 2021 and Green Metals in Dafter, your honest, main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your cooling bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 
7.44 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports for our roundtable. Butch, we haven't played our favorite game, or at least one of our favorite games, Mount Rushmore, in a while. And so we are going to do that tonight. And so our topic is best sports movies in your opinion. Four presidents on Mount Rushmore, four sports movies we are putting on our Mount Rushmore, and maybe a couple that we wouldn't put on any mountain or list as far as sports movies. But but let's start with the good ones, Butch. I'm going to give you first crack. What is the first movie you are putting on your Mount Rushmore of best sports movies? Uh, let's see. Let's start with Rudy. Well, let's start with Good that. One. He has a little kid, and basically he's in town. He enjoys his time with his uh, high school football team. And from his high school football team, no college is in his future. Although in the back of his mind, he, he wants to go to college. But a gun when you're in a small town and you got a family that influence you, you don't need to do nothing no more but get a job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, uh, that kind of influenced Rudy Moore until some things happened on the job. And then, you know, he came to get this fruition that if I don't do what I need to do, it's not going to happen. And by golly, you know the story from there. So, very, Rudy. very good movie. I know one of our listeners and uh, co-workers, Dave Watson, and certainly I'm sure that's on Dave's list and very good movie to put on any list. Rudy Butch's first entrant into his Mount Rushmore sports movie hall of fame. I'm going to go with my favorite sports movie and favorite movie of all time. You have to go back a little ways to the late 70s, slap shot. Any sports list has to have in their greatest movie category, slap shot. I remember watching that as a kid, and certainly I learned a lot of language during that movie of starring Paul Newman about a minor league hockey team, the Charlestown Chiefs. Anyone that follows hockey, anybody that's played hockey has seen the movie Slapshot. I always get a kick when they put Slapshot Butch on network TV when they have to edit it, which you can probably hear about a third of the actual words that are said in that. And so Slapshot certainly making my list as my first entrant into the best sports movies of all time. Mount Rushmore. Butch, what is your second entrant into your Mount Rushmore of best sports movies? That would have been about Mount Rushmore. Which one on the end of it or the tail end of it? I, I'm <laughs> going to put that one right in the middle. I'm going to put that where Abe Lincoln is or George okay, Washington. Well, Take Abe your pick. Okay, right, right, near the, right near the chip of his tooth there. Huh? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Hoosiers there. That is a movie that basically is a lip-smacky movie there. A lot, Maybe a lot of people may not uh, understand uh, the culture in Indianapolis or Indiana period there, but you got a lot of small towns. And basically, when you have a small town, those are like your pro teams. And by golly, the town turned out for it, uh, for a new coach that came there who had some past that was not cool, but ended up some people found out about it. But the best player in the in in the country who or in the city or in the county didn't want to play ball because again mental health okay yeah uh said come to the forefront and said i'll play but i want coach to be here too 
if coach goes, I go. And then that's when the show gets exciting. So Hoosiers would be my second one there. And Butch, that is my second one as well. It's one of maybe a dozen movies that will be on. And that goes not just with sports movies, but movies in general that when it's on, I'll turn on. I mean, certainly I saw that as a young kid. I didn't play basketball, but love basketball. And it just, it was just, it was just a great way just to, to showcase how basketball was in a state like Indiana and certainly living here in, in Sioux. Sa- yeah. And many, yeah. And living here in Sioux St. Marie and seeing the smaller schools exactly. that have success, like the Rudyards and the Pickfords and the Cedarvilles and the Brimleys. Mm-hmm. It just, it just makes you, makes you think of that Gene Hackman that was outstanding in that movie. I don't think that movie would have been anywhere near up on my list without him in it. And so Hoosiers is my second entrant into the Mount Rushmore of sports movies. So we got two similar butch. I also have Slapshot. You have Rudy. Butch, what's your third entrant into your best sports movies of all time? Oh, boy. This is, you know what? This, I, I got to go do it. I got to do it here. I got to do it. Uh, the Legend of Baggy Van. Wow. I like that movie here, man. I like that movie because Robert Redford was in it and he was a klutz. <laughs> but, boy, he played a damn good role in that particular movie there. And it was very interesting to see, again, how people derive to come to something. Again, when people discourage them from doing it there. So, Baggy Vance is was was my third movie there. Well, it's funny you say that with Robert Redford, Butch, because he is also in the movie in my third entrant into the best sports movies of all time, The Natural. Love that mm-hmm. movie. Uh, the New York Knights, number nine, Roy Hobbs, 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 Hobbs. It just it, it just was, was a great story. It, you know, the baseball in it was good, and it was certainly one of Robert Redford's best, uh, best performances, in my opinion. And he's had a lot of them over the years. And so certainly in baseball, that's my favorite. Yeah, there's some other good ones like Field of Dreams and Major League and some others, but The Natural goes into my list as the best sports movies of all time. So, so far, Butch, you have Rudy, Hoosiers, and The Legend of Bagger Vance. I have Slapshot, also have Hoosiers, and The Natural. So you got one more pick, one more spot, either where Teddy is or was FDR, I believe, also on Mount Rushmore. What is your fourth entrant into your Mount Rushmore of best sports movies, sir? Here we go. Happy Gilmore. Yes. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Uh, easy movie to watch, but it's so true in, some, in a lot of corner areas where basically you don't fit in, but you use what you can to do what you got to do. And again, you get the girl, and you know, that basically didn't give you a time of day, okay? But they end up in grandma who, by guy, they try to take her home, then the other guy tried to take her home, but happy end up getting it back in the home back for grandma and getting the girl and even uh, the even this bagger, you know, the guy who carried his golf clubs, you know, gave him a hot bath and a good shave too. Here. <laughs> 
the Bob Barker scene will live on in infamy right there. That's a classic too, by God. The price ain't right, Bob. (laughs) My fourth movie, Butch, and there's about uh, probably six or seven I could choose from, but the original Rocky, it goes on my list. Uh, Certainly certainly an an underdog story, Sylvester Stallone, uh, back, what, 1976, uh, fighting Apollo Creed. Just just a great movie, a great story, and uh, again, another one of those movies when it's on TV, I'll watch it. A very close second to me is Rocky Four because I was a little older when it came out and you had the whole Ivan Drago and Soviet Union US thing. And so that one I think was a very close second. But Rocky Four, rather Rocky One, excuse me, is the fourth entrant into my Mount Rushmore's best sports movies of all time. You know what? I don't think we picked a bad movie at all here, man, for the entertainment and the stupidity of me, of course, here, but I like them all. I think that's a good list, Butch, but we have a special edition here tonight. Uh, let's put a couple sports movies that we wouldn't watch, that we wouldn't put on our list. Let's do two uh, for sake of time. Butch, what's your first worst sports movie that you wouldn't put on any mountain, let alone Mount Rushmore? Oh, boy. I mean, uh, Sea biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I don't know. In, in some ways, Sea Biscuit was a you know decent movie there, but you know who's gonna run and you know unless you really get involved in it there, who's gonna run and see it? They kind of wait to it comes on TV or something to go see Sea Biscuit. I have not seen that, Butch, and uh, I won't see that after this conversation. Uh, Butch, I'm going to... It's a good movie, per se, but again, it was not worth me paying... When I first saw it, I saw it at the movies there, which I paid almost 20 bucks. And I said, I would never do this ever again. Matter of fact, I'll never go to the movies ever again after that. (laughs) But, you know, when you watch it on TV there, it all makes sense, okay? And it was worth the popcorn that I popped in my microwave to to watch it again there. And it's a pretty good movie, per se, but not worth 20 bucks. Well, Butch, I'm going to put a Rocky movie into my worst sports movies. Uh, any of the first four, you can't go wrong. Apollo Creed, Clubber Lang, Yvonne Drago. They had a good thing going up until Rocky V, which was made in 1990. Uh, Rocky was retired again at that point. You had Tommy the Gun, or Tommy Gun rather, which was an actual boxer, and Tommy Morrison, who did yeah. who did pass away. But the the movie was was a big letdown. I saw that in the theaters. I was so excited after Rocky Four and Rocky Five, just an absolute dud. They've done better since then with the uh, Rocky Balboa movie and and the Creed movies, which I think were good. But Rocky Five certainly uh, was a Black eye, no pun intended, yeah, in the Rocky movie. Rocky when he was coming up there, that's what I yeah. looked at it as. You got one more bad sports movie, Butch, yeah, before we get to our know. thumbs up and thumbs down? Down the road of peace. I, 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 uh, well, the miracle, on, uh, uh, the miracle, that was a pretty good movie there. It was just something, what ruined that movie was, to me, was it was on TV. It, it, it would have been a better movie to me if it was in a the theater there. Now, that would have been a movie to be in the theater because the cuts that he did on TV with Miracle on Ice there, uh, it was pathetic here. You know, it just made things all, all worse. And then at that, that, at that time, you know, you get 
got to get to bed and go to work in the morning. You miss half the movie. I, I put that up there. I would put, uh, I'm going to combine two movies, Butch, for my last one, Slapshot 2 and Slapshot 3. Absolutely terrible. It had one of the Baldwin brothers in Slapshot 2 breaking the ice. It wasn't even one of the good Baldwin brothers, if there is one, but this certainly wasn't it. Uh, just a, a total letdown from just an iconic movie that just didn't quite make the cut when they tried a couple reboots. So uh, there's some sports movies you can watch, you can't watch. It's all up to you. Butch, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I'll give you the floor. Oh, well, thumbs up is definitely for the Olympics. They got it through. They got it done, especially to those athletes who stood up on certain issues, per se, there, on child care, the whole nine yards. There's all kind of issues were thrown out there. Uh commend those athletes and those particular people as well. And, again, the parents behind the scenes there who gave all that support there and just to just couldn't go uh, to the point of uh, interest there uh, to them. Uh, uh, the thumbs down is definitely, I see the Detroit Tigers this weekend there because they could have did a better job in Cleveland, per se. And, um, you know, hopefully that they do a better job in promoting the Detroit Tigers and making their decision of getting a set lineup out there so that hopefully they do a better job in winning some games instead of losing. Butch, my thumbs up. I just have two thumbs up this week. Thumbs up to the Olympics, as you just mentioned, and thumbs up to, well, my vacation. Had a great time out east in Boston and in the northeast part of the world. Got to go to Fenway Park for the first time. Absolutely amazing experience. We had great seats. Just a, a beautiful atmosphere out there. The people were great. And then we got to come back and uh, take my kids uh, down into Detroit to watch the Tigers and do some fun things. So thumbs up to vacation. Thumbs down, Butch. My vacation ends at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Back to the real world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be glad you didn't want to go, go and watch Space Jam. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Butch, we got about a minute left. Uh, what's on deck for Butch on Sports this week? Uh, nothing really on deck. Again, Monday, next week, Monday's going to be a great day because we're going to talk to Mike Hill there and find out what's going up on the the high school regiment. Uh, 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 and then we'll talk about that a little bit on Wednesday on Butch on Sports, about the high schools and what they're doing and maybe some of the coaches and arrangements they're pulling off in order to be stay safe and keep the team safe. Great transition there, Butch, as next Monday night we'll have Mark Yule, Executive Director of the MHSA, joining us, joining me and Butch at 6.15, and then the following Monday we'll talk Sioux High football with their head coach, Scott Menard. Butch, appreciate you joining us on the game. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we will talk to you next Monday night right here on ESPN 1400 for our next edition of the game. You do the same, Scott. And tell Becky I said hello there, man. Couldn't get enough of that one. I appreciate it. I feel the same way. That's going to do it for our edition of the game. want to thank our guests, including Doug LaProd, head coach of the Sioux Eagles, David McKegg Jr., co-host of the game, and Butch Davis, also co-hosts of the game. You can find the full two-hour version of the game here in about a half hour on our website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the game. We'll talk to you next Monday night for the next edition of the game here on ESPN 1400. 
Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400. WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.